Good morning, everyone. This morning's reading is taken from St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 14, reading verses 25 to 35. The reading is entitled, The Cost of Being a Disciple. The Cost of Being a Disciple. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father or mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? For if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule him, saying, this fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Will he not first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, any of you who does not give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure heap. It is thrown out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Here ends this morning's reading. Um, today, we're going to think about the cost uh, of being a disciple. Um, and um, we're going to old school today. All right. I didn't think how tall that was before I did it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, I want a question to start off with. What does it mean to follow? What does it mean to follow Hannah? You walk behind someone, so you walk with them, okay. What else might it mean to follow? A that's right. You have to follow a leader. There's a good game called Follow a Leader. Somebody else shared it something there as well. Obey. Yeah. Obey instructions for our own benefit. Yeah. Anything else? To watch someone online is to follow them. Yes, it's a different. We live in a different. We're living in a different world, in a different sphere, especially post COVID, uh, where lots of stuff is online and we follow people. And lots of different social media aspects. Yep. Anything else? Trust. Okay. So we trust. It's very hard to follow somebody that we don't trust. Isn't that right? If trust is there, we will automatically begin to follow. Yep. Anybody else? Support. Yep. So we want to support others. Sometimes we follow them. Uh, we can support them, but also 
we, the person who we follow supports us, so that works uh, two ways. Anything else in terms of what it means to follow? Copy. Try that. Oh, just copied my actions, um, which... Do you think you representative of how everybody else feels, Frank? <laughs> huh? You didn't say anything? No, you, you didn't say anything. You didn't have to, huh? Um, no, okay. So what does it mean to follow? It means all of these things, doesn't it? It means to walk, um, to follow a leader, to obey. Um, sometimes it's online. It's about trusting. It's about support. Um, it's about copying what the person does. But how do we follow? These are things that we do. Are they, is this what we do to follow? Or is there a more of an active part? of following, do you think? Oh. There's a question stumped you. Hmm? Do what they do. Okay. So that's kind of copying them. How do we follow? We've said what it means to follow, but how do we do it? Listen. Okay. Believe. Change. Whenever we put all those kind of things together, we're throwing all of ourselves into that act of following, aren't we? It's not just about, oh, I'm going to copy somebody because I think what they do is really good. It's because I believe them. It's because I trust in them. I'm throwing my whole heart itself into it. And so I'm happy to follow that person. So, we only do a wee competition um, at this point. And it's a wee challenge, I suppose. Um, and I would love it if a child would like to take on one of their parents. But I know, I know the words and I know the challenge. So we have two that are quite keen here. Naomi Pedlow, which parent would you nominate to take on? Daddy, okay. <laughs> the other one um, is Hannah Boyd. Which parent do you nominate to take on, Hannah? You don't want to take me on. I think I could win this. I know, but this is a winnable one for me. No? Okay. All right. Okay, so if we have Naomi um, and David first. Okay. All right. Oh, get a microphone. Good to have a microphone as well. Okay, so this is a simple little game. If you're listening to the reading, and you're not allowed to look over your shoulder. Okay, <laughs> all right. If you're listening to the reading, there's a four-lettered word in that reading that I'd like you to try to either guess or guess a letter of it. Okay, and who would you like to go first? Do you want your dad to go first, or do you want to have a go first? Me, because that gives me more of a chance. Okay, okay. So would you like to try to guess the four-lettered word? Um, or would you like to guess a letter in the four-lettered word? A letter. A letter. Which letter do you want to guess? A. A. Okay, give, give it to your dad. All right, David. Ooh, At any point, you can try to guess the word. And if you get the word right, you win the prize. I'm going to guess a letter. M. M. I don't like this game. I don't like this game. No, not there. 
Right, Naomi? B. B. L. Go. Letter or word? Joe, they weren't listening to you. <laughs> I see. I told you you had to listen. Go. See. See. You want to have to throw us out the congregation <laughs> and see if they can guess the word, and they might win the prize. Then. Um. D. Come on, there. Space oh, come up there. on. You sure it was in there? Q. Q? No, it's not. What? <laughs> T. They know. Oh, they know. They know. They know. They know. Naomi, would like to guess a letter or the word? I'm just hoping I got this spelt right now. <laughs> I'm starting. You know one of those moments where you only see a few letters and you go, did I do that right? Hmm. <laughs> what do you think? I'll give you a clue. Should I give her a clue? No. <laughs> yes. No. Who thinks I should give Naomi a clue? Yes. Shout loud if you think I give Naomi a clue. <laughs> if you think if you think I shouldn't. No. All right. Okay. Uh, you're definitely going to get a clue. Then. You might use this every day at your dinner table. Ash. Uh, uh. Salt. Ah. <laughs> well done. Tried the end of the as well. Well done. There you are. So you just have a wee seat just there. And then Shirley and Hannah, why don't you come up? Now, who's going first out of you two? You'll go first, okay. Never a word, what are you going to guess? The letter. The letter, okay. You? A I T R Five, four. You didn't count for all the. No, I wasn't really into them. <laughs> E. E. Can I, can I guess? No, 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 it's how it's going now. You guessed a letter. So it's either a letter or the word. Can I have a clue? Can you have a clue? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 
Are uh, you going to give us a letter yeah. of the word? I want a clue. He thinks we should give Hannah a clue. She's got a clue. I can only think of two. You can't do it for. She's the opponent. R. Oh, there's really an R there. Could there be two of the same? Well, I would have put them in. Can I guess? If you wish. Here. Here. Well done. Hey, you two have a wee seat there as well. Uh, now, David, Naomi, you're back again. We thought the last one went slow. That's a big word. I have to think which one this is. There we are. Right, Naomi, you going first? A. A. This is rapid fire this time. M. M. <laughs> e. L. I. N. O. F. Follow. Give it up. Okay, you can go back to your seat and give Shirley Hannah the microphone. This is the last one. Hannah? Right. Who's going first? T. No. D. E. Can I guess? <laughs> if you wish, you can guess. Yes. Thank you very much. You just go back to your seats as well. Um, do you know, sometimes, why, why did we do that? Um, sometimes it seems like a simplistic thing in one sense, but actually, um, sometimes when we think about what it means to follow and being a disciple, we make it into a competition. We make it into who's the best at it and what kind of prize might we win. Actually, they're a better Christian than I am. Oh no, I couldn't possibly do that because X, Y, or Z is much better at that than I am. But following Jesus is not about being in a competition. Following Jesus is an adventure. And actually, it's a costly adventure. And the first few verses of that passage that Joe read to us today, verses 25 through 27, tells us that Jesus says we're to leave our father and our mothers um, and we're our wives and our children and we're to concentrate uh, on him. Why does he say that? It seems very harsh actually that he tells us that we're to leave those people that we love the most but actually what he's saying is there may be people that we love the most here on this earth but following him means that he becomes number one in all that we do so that our little lights can shine all around us and become a great big bright light in this place and so it's not that we shouldn't talk to our mums or dads or brothers or sisters or wives or children anymore. It's not that we shouldn't love those people. It's not that we shouldn't interact with them. It's not that we shouldn't look after them and grow with them and become really close to them. But it is about ensuring that Jesus becomes number one in everything that we do and think um, and say. Here's another question for us today. Um, take a wee look around you. 
do you have in common with the person sitting around you? What is the same about you and them? We all believe, yep. Is that it? What else? What else? Hands up here. Who's got eyes? Who's got a nose? Who's got a mouth? Who's got hair? Who's got who's got legs? We could go on and on about the things that we have in common with each other, even before we get to that element of what Lynn was saying about what it is that we believe, our purpose in life, why we are here. But yet if we look around at each other, we are distinctly different as well. We all have different personalities, different enjoyments, different hobbies in life. But we gather in one place with one purpose, to grow in how we follow Jesus to ensure that our little lights, our own little lights, join with everybody else's light so that our light becomes a great big light. Verse 28 says, Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will you not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money? For if you lay the foundation that's not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying that a fellow began to build but was not able to finish. And actually sometimes that holds us back. It's a very prudent thing to do is lay the proper foundations to make the proper to make the proper preparations uh, for what it is that we are trying to do. Those are all very good things, but sometimes, actually, if we're honest, they hold us back in following Jesus because we think we're not quite ready yet. I had a penny, never mind a pound every time over the last 20 odd years that I've had a conversation with someone who said I, I really know that I need to become a Christian. I know that Jesus died for me. I know that I, I want to become a Christian but I'm just not ready yet. The Balamina man would have a lot more money uh, in his bank account. But that's not what it's about because actually sometimes wanting to make proper preparations holds us back from following Jesus the way that we should. Sometimes as we look at the cost of what it means to be a disciple, it holds us back from following him. But Jesus doesn't say any of that. He tells us to be faithful. Actually, verse 31 says this. Suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Will he not first sit down and consider what he's able? 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him. If he's not able, he'd send a delegation to the other side. And still a long way off, he'll ask for the terms of peace. In the same way, you who does not give up everything has, he has, cannot become my disciple. Again, Jesus is emphasizing the fact that we, we have to give up everything we know and love to ensure that he is number one in our lives. That doesn't mean that we dispense with everything that we know and love, that we get rid of it all. No, we just ensure that he becomes number one over and above everything else, that there is nothing else holding us back from following Jesus the way that he wants us to. Who likes hands up if you like salt. I'm a wee bit guilty with that actually. The salt cellar's always on our table at dinner time. If you're cooking salt has to go in because salt does what? flavors things. It preserves things. 
salt brings a flavor. And in this passage, Jesus says, what good is salt if it's lost its saltiness? In other words, what good is the individual or the church if we have lost Jesus? If we have lost our passion and our purpose to ensure that he is number one and that we follow him, then our little lights don't really shine anymore. And certainly our little lights, whenever they come together, don't make a great big bright light anymore. But if we are salty, if we season and flavor the place that we have been placed into, into P3 or P7, into year 10 or year 15 or year 27 of whatever college you're at, into your workplace, into your home, into the street that you live on, whenever you become the flavor that seasons that atmosphere, then Jesus becomes attractive to follow. We follow him because we can trust in him. I opened this service today by reading Mark chapter 3, verse 13. Whenever Jesus calls the 12 and he sends them out, and often, as I said at the beginning, we focus on the fact that he sends them out to preach the good news and to heal the sick, to cast out demons. But we miss the bit where, just before that where he says to be with him. And that is the most important part of being a disciple and a follower of Jesus be with him. I wonder today, how will you be with Jesus so that your light shines brightly in the world around you, so that your salt, your flavor changes the atmosphere in the place that he has called you to? It's not a competition. It's not about who can get there first, and it's not about someone else doing it better than you. It's about being yourself fearfully and wonderfully made like we read in our psalm together today, knowing who we are like we heard last week, knowing our place and ensuring that we live up to what it means to follow the best King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that you are present with us. Your presence brings grace and mercy and truth. In this moment, help us to know you more, but not just simply to know you with a head knowledge, but to go from this place serving you and being salt and light in the world around us. In your name. We finish today with the verse of Romans chapter 15 uh, ringing in our ears. May the God of hope, for you hold joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit and with the blessing of God Almighty. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore as we go to follow him and be a disciple in the world around us. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.